Welcome to the Crystal Crawford Show. I'm Crystal Crawford, and I invite you to a deep exploration of the tools of access consciousness and a totally different okay, way of well, being. Welcome everybody to this live stream on trust. What a fucking topic, by the way. Um, realizing so much that, of course, these topics are huge and no possible way we can get to everything in 30 minutes. But the cool thing about opening it up to you guys and your willingness to ask your questions is that themes emerge. And of course, they always sort of go hand in hand with stuff that I'm looking at or researching or whatever. Um, gosh. Okay. So we have questions from how do I know what to change and how to change it to, I don't trust that I'll know what to do when I'm in a new experience. I go into a beyond. I go into sort of panic with light and heavy. Who do you trust when the people around you are trying to manipulate you? Um, how can I trust the universe to deliver when it didn't all of those other times? I can trust me to doubt, and this spirals into no action. So how can I bypass my brain and move beyond resistance? I'm immobilized by doubt. I ping pong in my head. So like we're running the gamut here with this huge, huge conversation. Um, one of the first things that I wanted to speak to in regards to this is going to could seem unrelated. But I've been really looking at, how do I talk about this? I've been exploring this topic for probably the whole time I've been in access consciousness. It's like, what is it that I can, what is it I can trust? What are my, what is my guidance system for who and what to trust? What can I trust myself to choose? And what could I choose that's different that would actually give me the space to develop something new? And, and honestly, this has been an ongoing conversation for like nine years. So one of the first things that came up in and around everything that you guys wrote in is that for the most part, we are trained by the way the people around us function, by society and by every single other thing in our mix. We are trained to not trust ourselves and to make ourselves wrong for any way that we function that doesn't fit within the prescribed way of functioning. And, and I mean, you could take this out to the social macro level, or you could just look at your family and go, yeah, basically if I was too slow or too fast or too, too quiet or too loud, or I was, I said too much or I said too little, you know, I was wrong. And so out of that, we developed this just innate belief about ourselves that we are innately wrong. And when you are innately wrong, there is nothing that you can do that's right. And I'm sorry about the sound. I don't know that there's much I can do about it. Um, so how does it get better? Um, 
So this is the thing I've been really looking at. If like, do you walk around your life just knowing that you're going to get it wrong and that you're very wrong? And everything that is times a godzillion will you destroy and uncreate it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, call, shorts, boys and beyonds. And <laughs> so I've been dealing with this one particular situation that I'm I'm really looking at because I'm like, this is going to change. And I've done this with many, many things. I've, you know, I've done this with money. I've done this with stuff around my body. I've done this with many things. I'm like, nope, this thing that I've been doing for a really long time in this way is going to change. Now, that might not sound like a trust conversation, but as I've been facing this thing that I want to change, what I'm realizing is creating the reaction is that I, underneath it all, believe that I'm no good, that I'm terrible, mean, awful, you know, and that this thing that's occurring is proof of it. And so I instantly react because the proof of this terrible thing about me is has shown up. Now, that's a little bit different than what I was talking about before, but if you look at the way you handle your daily life, so... For example, if you have a hard time making choices because you constantly go to doubt, like, do you actually know at the base of you that you make great choices or do you secretly or maybe not so secretly have the belief that any choice you make is going to be wrong? And my question for all of you is like, one, number one, where did you learn that? Did you just innately come in bad at making choices? Or did you learn somewhere along the way that if you were the one making the choices, they were inevitably going to be wrong? And so everything that is times a godzillion will you destroy it and create it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, call, in shorts, boys and beyonds. That's the thing you've got to start to look at. It's like, where did I buy and from whom did I learn that if I'm the one engaging in the activity, if I'm the one in the business, if I'm the one out in my life, if I'm the one in a new situation, I am definitely the one I cannot trust. At what age did you, did you buy that? I know when I asked myself, I bought it when I was two. So was it mine? No. Was it projected onto me? Absolutely. Did I try to heal it out of someone else's world? Most likely. So everything that is, times a godzillion, will you destroy it and create it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, all nine shorts, poison, beyonds. So with each of these things that you guys brought up, you kind of have to learn, look at from whom did I learn this point of view? I know one of the questions for, for example, was like, how do I know who to trust? Basically, you know, when everybody's got an agenda and everybody's trying to manipulate you, like, how do you know who to trust? Well, I think this particular person is from Turkey and in Turkey, for example, because I've traveled to Turkey everybody's got an agenda and everybody's trying to maneuver you into their agenda. Now it's not, that is not singular to Turkey, but it does happen to be a very dominant energy there. So in that culture, are you naturally taught to follow what you know about a person or are you naturally groomed and, you know, instructed in the ways of, giving in to people if they manipulate you hard enough or they lie to you enough or they talk their game enough, right? How are you naturally groomed in, in how you grew up? You have to look at that because, because if you don't look at it, what you're, what you're going to do is make you wrong for what you think is innately wrong with you, but that's not actually true. 
you were taught and you learned a particular way of being in the world. And you've just been carrying that forward, trying to make it work, right? So then access consciousness comes along and we're like, you don't have to trust anything anybody else says. In fact, don't. Don't trust me. Don't trust Gary. Don't trust Dean. Don't trust us. Trust you. And here's how. And so they give us this first tool of what's light for you is true for you and what's heavy is not true for you. Now, if you're anything like me, when I was first given that tool, I had no idea how to use it. And in fact, when I tried to use it, it felt broken or just didn't work. I don't know. I didn't know how to use it. it I mean, it was the very first thing I was introduced to. Like uh, when I reached out to a facilitator to ask her what I should do next on my access consciousness journey, she was like, well, what's light for you? You could start anywhere. You could start with a session. You could start with a class. What's light for you? So, I mean, I held out my hands like two scales, you know, and I was like session, class, session, class, and ended up choosing a session, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't sit here and tell you that I knew that was lighter. I just chose something, which turned out to be the correct choice. But that's the thing, is that even if you can't tell what's light and heavy, do you know that what you choose is always going to lead you further, is always going to create something? Or do you just completely negate any choices that come out of you? So all the reflexive realities that you're using to negate you in totality that you're choosing, will you destroy it and create it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So I think this is kind of step number one to no matter what you ended up putting as your question, go back and look at where you learned what it is you asked about. For example, somebody asked, how can I trust the universe to deliver? How can I trust the universe to deliver when it didn't all those other times? Now, there's, there's a lot of glumps that are happening in a lot of your questions, which is normal. We've glumped a lot of things. For example, in this question, this person is assuming that he was taught correctly how the universe works. We're just assuming that he was given the the true information of how the universe works and how you can interact with the universe to accomplish things. But that may or may not be true. Like, you know, I remember when I heard the conversation with Shannon O'Hara and Gary Douglas on her podcast called The Circle of Manifestation. Go listen to that. It's brilliant. And, and then simultaneous to that, like when I first read Write Riches for You, Write Riches for You is this masterclass on generation, which is like working with what's already there in order to generate something greater. And manifestation is the questions you can ask to um, stimulate the quantum entanglements to show things, us, show things up as if by magic. Actualization is distinctly different from manifestation. It's the, it's the choices you can make to contribute to what it is you want to have show up. But again, if you've gotten all of those things glumped together, and then you move forward taking actions that somebody told you would get you what you want, and then what you want doesn't show up, you're either, what are you most likely to do in that scenario? Are you likely to sit there and go, oh, I probably didn't get the right information, and I wonder how this really works that I've never considered? Or are you more likely to make yourself wrong and make the universe wrong, right? We, we instantly judge that this thing is broken. Right. Or, or I don't know how to work this thing. 
another small example of that is like, if you ever sign up for anything in my ecosystem, anything, any offer, any form, anything you pay for or don't pay for, we set up so that you receive an email. But just because we set it up that way does not mean you receive an email, right? And I can't tell you the number of people who, when they don't receive an email, email me or message me and say, I didn't get an email. Not, I'm sure your system was set up correctly, but for some reason on my end, the filters are probably catching it. Could Do you mind sending it to me again? They automatically assume that either the system is broken or I didn't set it up correctly or, no, usually those two things first. So your system's broken, it didn't work. Here's another thing with the infinite being school, for example, with the form, many people fill out the form multiple times because they don't receive the email. Their spam filters catch the email and so they fill the form out five to 10 times. You don't need to do that. But, but their point of view is that the, there's something, they did something wrong or the form is broken. Not what's the other thing that is occurring, which is that the spam filters catch the email, right? So we automatically go into judgment of either ourselves or the thing. And that's just how we work. That's how we function, right? So, so even with the question of how can I trust the universe to deliver when it didn't all those other times, I would start pulling that apart and going, is it possible that I got incorrect information about how this works? Is it possible that I might want to do a little bit of studying on like, on how, on how the universe really works? Does the universe ever, you know, and then you're going to have to have a conversation with yourself. Like, is it really true that the universe doesn't deliver? Okay, so it's not true that the universe doesn't deliver. Is it possible that I didn't ask? Is it like, what else is possible here that I haven't considered? Is it that I'm untrustworthy? Is it the universe is untrustworthy? Is it the universe does feelings on one day and delivers on the other day? Is the universe schizophrenic, psycho psychopathic, sociopathic, or something else? You know, you have to start pulling these things apart for yourself and really looking at what did I learn about this? What could I learn about this that's different? What actually occurred here that I never considered? And what's possible? And that's true of everything you guys asked, okay? Um, okay, let's just segue or not or jump into like, I can trust me to doubt. I can trust me to go into doubt, which spirals into no action and resistance because then I go into my head and then I just resist everything. How can I bypass my brain and move beyond resistance? So here, okay, yeah, actually let's do segue because this goes into another piece of the conversation. It's like the first piece is like, take stock. The second piece is go, okay, how can I work with myself to train me to, to, respond differently, really, essentially, right? And you guys, I watched this incredible YouTube video that Shannon O'Hara put into, I think her club, con club consciousness WhatsApp thread on a neuroscientist who specializes in neuroplasticity, which is the plasticity of your brain. And basically, I mean, I'm butchering his elegant, like portrayal of what actually occurs, but essentially we, are neuroplastic. We are so malleable, like up to a certain age. And so we just, you know, that's why kids can learn three languages, four languages at the same time. That's why learning just happens so easily because our brains are just so malleable. Well, after a certain point, the brain wants to just 
start functioning on autopilot, right? Reflexively. So that's why we don't have to think to breathe. We don't have to think to do certain, to drive. After you learn to drive, you just know how to drive. Um, stuff like that. That's how the brain prefers to function. But for the brain to learn something new, it has to be put under a particular set of stressors, essentially, which is the uncomfort of learning something new. And when you look at how you've reflexively reacted or reflexively functioned in these ways, right, in these different things that you guys asked about, what you have to recognize is that you and your being and your brain are all going to have to be put under a little bit of stress and uncomfort in order to have something new. And so I do this in a number of different ways, but what I recognize about what I do that's pretty similar across the board is I put myself in the uncomfort of really flipping things on its head going, what would I have to be willing to choose for this to change? Okay. So if you look at the reflexive choice of always doubting yourself, what would you have to be willing for, to choose for that to change? Right. You might be have to, you might have to be willing to demand of yourself that you just never do doubt again. And in that demand, you're going to be faced with the moment you do doubt and you're going to go, nope, we're not doing doubt anymore. And then you'll instantly add another question because you're like, well, we're not doing that. So what are we doing? And that right there is going to change, put, put the neuro things in your brain in enough stress that they actually earmark those reflexive choices for change. And then when you're sleeping, everything will change. Now, I know this isn't necessarily sound like an access consciousness energetic conversation, but I found this really fascinating because physiologically, with a lot of this stuff that we've just been doing over and over and over, there is a physiological thing going on. And when you are willing to make a different choice, that's the beginning of what actually creates something different, not just in your life, but in your body, which to me is like this really cool possibility of like how choice works. But the thing about when you're making a new choice like that is it's uncomfortable and, and your body will register it as uncomfortable and you will be uncomfortable because those two, that uncomfort is required for something different to show up. Let's take that in another direction going, okay, my, one of my questions to some of you is like, do you actually give yourself the space to learn something new, right? Some of you go into immense amounts of panic and overwhelm and then head tripping, sort of all the things that go with going into that beyond, right? And then all of a sudden you don't trust yourself. But when I was looking at that, I'm like, do you, did you learn in your early days to give yourself enough space to learn in the way that you do? Did the people around you know to give you space to learn in the way that you do? Like, what did you learn about how you learn? Did you learn that it was okay, that you were just different, or did you learn something else? Most likely, those of you that are going into panic and overwhelm and like stress over being in new situations, learned that the way that you choose needs to go in a particular way and you can never do it that way. And so therefore you're wrong. So first of all, everything that created that, can we destroy and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. But now we've got to look at, okay, so if that's what we learned, okay, great. We took stock. 
now you've got to look at how do I create something new for myself? And I'm going to give you an example in my own life. Um, I have historically had almost zero patience with me with almost anything. I am particularly fast. I do get things very fast. So when I don't, when I can't function optimally, when I don't get things as quickly as I think I should or could or blah, then I very naturally go into judging me. Now, I know this doesn't sound like a trust conversation, but bear with me. What I'm starting to learn to do with me is what I'm starting to get is that I've done that. I've done a lot of that. I've put a lot of projections and expectations on myself that I function in a particular way, but that there are scenarios where I simply cannot function in the way that I have learned to judge that I should. Being here in Cali, for example, going through this whole process with my eyes, we're on the last legs now. I go in for surgery on Thursday and up to now I've had I think we've been to the office like three times and, you know, each time has been a little different. We've had different kinds of appointments and whatever, but on most of the appointments, I come out of the doctor's office and my eyes are either dilated and incredibly sensitive to light or they're dilated and sore. And I've got two different contact lenses and I've just been um, not able to function in the way that I think I should. So because, Thank you, eyeballs. Thank you, eyes, for being the gift that you are. Because it's my eyes, I've had to stop more, move slower, ask for more assistance, share that I'm not functioning optimally. And so please forgive me if I'm, you know, moving at a slower speed. I've had to request, I've had to be more space for myself and request more assistance. Now, that, ha that started out at the beginning of this process as a stressor. And it was a stressor because I had decided that I needed to function in a different way. But as I kept going through this process, and it was very, very clear that if I continued to have that expectation of myself, I was going to be constantly unhappy and constantly stressed. And I was making myself sweat because I was trying to function as I would if I were to, if I was at a hundred percent and I actually just couldn't. So I had to, I had a moment. I remember this where I sat with me and I was like, okay, I'm either going to continue to be stressed and need me to be different, even though I can't, or I'm going to choose more space for me. I'm going to choose more care for me. I'm going to choose to ask for what it is that I need that goes beyond what I think I should deliver. Now, this willingness that you could choose for yourself could be uncomfortable because in the process of learning, you have to include space for you because you're learning. And in that process of learning, there's lots of uncomfortable things like you're learning, you're doing choice creates awareness, right? I'm learning now something very different with my eyes. When the surgery is over, I'll be learning again. I'll be learning how they work. I'll be learning when I, when I need to bring reading glasses or, or how many times a day I'll need them. I, I'm going to be learning. I'm learning constantly right now. I'm learning about other people. I'm learning about myself. I'm learning. So it's, I'm like kind of constantly uncomfortable. 
that uh, you could apply that conversation to like when you're just starting a business, you're kind of just constantly uncomfortable because you're learning stuff. You're trying this and playing with this and, and doing this and nobody's responding to things. And you're just kind of constantly uncomfortable as you're developing something. And, and what nobody tells you is that that is what's normal. When you are teaching yourself a different way of um, paying attention to people, for example, let's say you did grow up in Turkey. I'm going to use that as an example. And you did have that culture. And what you learned about people was one thing, but what you're teaching yourself about people is another thing. Maybe you're teaching yourself to really pay attention to what is with people instead of just what comes out of their mouth, right? That's going to be uncomfortable and it's going to take some time and it's going to, it's going to be a bit of a process. And there's going to be, you're going to, there's going to be times when you fuck up, like you don't pay attention to someone's agenda and then you get abused by it. But then you're like, oh, okay, next time I won't ignore myself. Um, so that'll be uncomfortable. You might be uncomfortable all the time right now with what I'm changing with my eyes. Yes. But there's this other area of my life that I'm changing. I'm, I'm uncomfortable all the time right now with it because I'm teaching myself a different way to be with it than the one that I reflexively learned. So in this process of, of trust, what you have to get is that you weren't taught to trust yourself. You were taught to mistrust yourself. You were taught to mistrust the way that you choose. You were taught that your choices were basically wrong in what to, to varying degrees. And now what you've got to get is that now you have to teach yourself different stuff. So like maybe some of you need to teach yourself or really practice light and heavy. Do you get that that's going to be naturally comfortable? Because here's the thing. It's like there's going to be things that are light that don't make sense. So in the process of teaching yourself light and heavy, you're going to be faced with yeah, but this doesn't make sense. And I'm so used to choosing things that either make sense or don't make sense. But like, I'm used to choosing from sense, not from like, from logic, not from the sense of light and heavy, right? So you're gonna be faced with the uncomfort of like guiding guidance system juxtaposition, basically, right? Maybe your guidance system before it was logic, but if you're teaching yourself light and heavy, you're facing the uncomfort of giving up logic in favor of light and heavy. If you are teaching yourself how the universe really works and how you can work with the universe to show things up, you've got to get that that's going to be a bit of a process, right? You're going to try, you're going to try lots of things. You're going to try asking lots of questions. You're going to get confused about question. You're going to probably need to educate yourself more about like question. What is a true question and not a true question? You're going to probably need to educate yourself on like manifestation and actualization. You probably need to like kind of do, maybe go do some research about quantum physics and how does quantum physics really work? And who knows, who knows what you personally need to educate yourself on to begin having access to your ability to work with the universe, but very likely it's going to be uncomfortable as you explore, as you try things, as you change things, as you change your paradigms, which is what occurs when you are learning about different things, right? Um, if you don't trust yourself with business, what you have to learn is, well, how does that work to not trust yourself in business? Is that actually going to, is that, is not trusting myself in business going to create a business? No. Okay. So 
I'm, I'm going to have to learn whether or not I'm trustworthy. I'm going to have to learn. I'm, I might even have to pretend that I trust myself for a while. I might have to act as if for a business to exist, or I can just stay here and nothing will happen. So, you know, you're going to have to have that conversation. That's going to be uncomfortable. Um, if you absolutely do not trust yourself and that's creating this life of stagnation, life of struggle, life of, you know, you're going to have to go, well, this is what not trusting myself creates. So you might have to sit with the uncomfort of that and the uncomfort of looking at, fuck, what if I started to put my attention on what I can trust about myself? That's not necessarily going to be your most comfortable thing. And so I think the, the conversation of trust and comfort go hand in hand because to find out what you can trust, to, to go looking for what you can trust, you have to be willing to be uncomfortable and get that what you're probably going to be faced with is learning, is discovering something you never knew was true about you, uncomfortable, and learning things that you never learned also uncomfortable. And the third part of that is that you're not even probably going to have any proof that if you go on that journey, it'll work uncomfortable. So how much uncomfort would you have to be willing to choose and have an experience in order to discover the trustworthiness of you and everything that doesn't allow that to show up times a godzillion will you destroy it and create it all right wrong good bad pop pop all nine shorts boys and beyonds all right so we're going to jump into the challenge this week it's going to be interesting to see what shows up um so we'll do a post in here the same group that we've been using is going to be active uh, you guys are more than, please, please give me feedback about what you got out of this, your biggest takeaway out of this, any more questions that you still have, and let's keep the conversation going. And I wonder what we can open up and what we can create. Thank you so much for listening to this show. My target is to make consciousness easy to find. So if you enjoyed this, please leave a five-star review and also share this with a friend who you know might be looking for more consciousness in their life. You can visit me on crystaljoycrawford.com and to learn more about the incredible life-changing tools of access consciousness, go to accessconsciousness.com and theclearingstatement.com and be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Mm-hmm.